It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, with an effective character, three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. Hey, I'm the defective character, James. And the opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience on speaker meetings in this episode 77 of the Defective Characters podcast. Let's go. Woo-hoo! Hey, that's my job. Woohoo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, James. I stole both your jobs today. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane, James. Everybody <laughs> knows there's supposed to be a little little lull so that way I can insert the song. And if you jump in too soon, then it makes editing a real B. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, Me and James have bees in our Minecraft world now. Is that is that true? Yeah. How, how's Minecraft going? We'll start with you, James, and then we'll swing back around to uh, Dennis and I as far as the update the last week. All right. Since we're putting all our cards on the table, I'm kind of scared to build anything in that world because of... Um, Dennis's reaction to what my build. Every time I build something, he's like, no, I wouldn't do that. Nope, nope, that doesn't go there. That's wrong. But I, being, I've been working on wait, that. Wait, can I finish? That being said, yesterday we had our first collaboration, and I think it went very well. He only changed two things, and it was only like a five by five room. Yeah. <laughs> which it, was, is it. it was seven by seven, but yeah. See, Sorry. <laughs> That being said, um, in the world, he has really done most everything. All I did was build a lighthouse because, well, you know, I am a lighthouse. And he had a lot to say about that lighthouse, let me tell you. And um, it looks all in all, it's been fun. It's really been fun because, as you know, like my kids play Minecraft. And about a year or two years ago, I don't know what it was. I think it was two years ago. I started Minecraft Realms, and um, I tried to get people to play with me. No one would play with me. Dennis needed a new computer, and then finally, we just figured out that we could, I could get a new Realm on the, the Java system that he worked on. So we finally both have someone we can play with. And he's learning so much on how to be not controlling. It's amazing. And I'm learning so much to just go with the flow. (laughs) So for people that don't know what Minecraft is, it's essentially like a digital Lego land. Is that right? Yeah. It's I, I describe it as like imagine like virtual Legos, but you have to collect all the all the Lego pieces and Zombies and skeletons are trying to kill you. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah it's, good... it's an open world sandbox game where you run around and you cut down trees, mine stuff, and collect resources. And you and play you with build anything. And you play with real people. So there are other real people that are you also can. in your world? No, no, no. You it's just me and James in our world right now. 
um, but you can you can play by yourself or you can there's public servers out there there's people set up their own servers you should build a defective people. city because that's where the characters live in the we defective are. city it's going to be an underwater science lab that's our defective city okay wow we i built a church that we hold that we house villagers in and i said i wanted to like dig a basement underneath it and put an aa meeting set up in the basement underneath the church oh yeah that's right and then me and James can hold, like, AA meetings in the church. I can't hear you very well, Dennis. Are you holding the phone up to your mouth like I caught you? I, I wasn't. I'm sorry. And the giant truck just drove by. Enough about us. You've been going through a lot this week. What? Tell us all the new updates. About Dennis or me? You, silly. Oh, um... Yeah, so it's been it's been pretty sweet. Uh, let me see. I uh, I moved a heck of a lot of stuff. I found out that my uh, so I am now relocated in officially with uh, my girlfriend. And I've never been uh, happier. A storage unit that I bought is housing all my belongings. It is ten foot by ten foot by twelve feet tall uh, of all my stuff. And I said to Dennis, "Can you believe?" That I actually full, filled it all the way up. <laughs> and his response after seeing my stuff and helping me move six months ago was? I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Easily. <laughs> Do you, can you believe, James, that I fit everything in there? Mike, all I have to say is imagine that's exactly the same size I had from all my stuff from childhood. And imagine all that stuff being auctioned off because you didn't have enough money to pay it and you, your phone number was changed because you couldn't pay your phone bill uh-huh. so there was no way for them to get a hold of you so everything just vanishes it sounds That's like a like a jeff fox where the, you might be an alcoholic moment yeah so just imagine that happened to me and so when i came up to celebration like i i didn't have any baggage with me yeah <laughs> I think it was all God's plan because I like after a week of like really being down, just sad, like all my stuff, it only took a week till I was like, you know, I can I can't even remember a quarter of the stuff that was in there. So the only thing that I do miss were, you know, the baby pictures and videos and stuff. But thank God, like we entered the digital age where most of it's on online already. So right. It's kind of sick. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you have all your stuff still. Yeah. But if you, if you ever need help getting rid of it or selling it, I can help you with that. I think the majority of uh, stuff, truly, I got rid of every furniture piece besides a coffee table, the sectional, and bed. Everything else, yeah. the changing table, the, um, the crib that I changed into a day bed, um, I tossed all that, and it... Uh, you know, I'm I'm also grateful that at first I didn't know if my uh, coworker. I felt like I was upset that I didn't hear from him, and there was no correspondence, and it felt like somebody that I considered a friend. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess did me wrong, you know, and I was upset at that. And uh, through a few texts and calls, I truly think that he was in the dark about a lot of it. And maybe it was a lack of communication between he 
Um, and his partner, because he called me up in tears, so sad that it happened and, um, you know, wanted to uh, help me out with some moving expenses because he felt so bad. So I'm grateful that that conversation happened because it wasn't one that I was going to bring up. I was just going to um, kind of get over it because, uh, you know, I have tools to actually do that. Um, and God didn't want me to have to use all those tools. So instead, you uh, let that conversation happen you know, which was, uh, was really great. You know, it was awkward timing because it was when the movers were actually there, <laughs> you know, cause he didn't know that I was moving out until he saw them. And he's like, Holy smokes, you know, but, yeah. um, I, I've never been happier. Uh, my daughter has her own bedroom, which in the old place, it wasn't a, you know, it was pretty much just downstairs. And then upstairs, it was like, uh, a studio apartment that had two floors, and now she has her own room and uh, it's getting all decked out with stuff that, um, you know, my girlfriend's like, hey, I've, I found a carpet that I think would be perfect. Don't get mad. I want to give it to her as a gift and it's making the room um, really great. So I'm grateful for that. This last week uh, was tough. But I would say the last seven days were the easier end. It was tough just tossing out stuff. Um, but I kept saying to myself what you just said, James, that I'm grateful that I had an opportunity to do that. Um, and and yeah. you didn't, you know. Um, yeah, you're actually – you're you're in a way you're stronger than me because I didn't even have a choice. I don't even know if I could have threw out. I have a, I have a problem throwing out stuff. So – uh, kudos to you, buddy. Yeah. Do, do you have, did you have an issue or have you had an issue watching the, you ever see the show storage wars mm-hmm. where that's what they do? I, I used to watch YouTube. that show. I, um, I, I don't, I think it's just interesting because it's like a treasure hunt I, and I like treasure. Yeah. Hunts. yeah. And they're kind of like, they just get to see the what's on top. They can't open anything. So sometimes they're bummed out. Sometimes they get really cool. It's almost hunts. like, like, an aspect of like treasure hunting, but then an aspect of gambling. Mm. So it's like, and I'm, yeah, yeah, intriguing. I'm not, way. I'm not poking fun at all. And I appreciate you sharing uh, your experience with your storage unit. What would you have done if you saw your unit on that show? Uh, I would have laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I would have been like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's really nothing of value in there. It was all sentimental stuff. So I would. Your just your like, boys could have been famous if they flipped through a photo album. Right, and they did a close-up yeah. of it or something. I'm sure they would have had to zoom, like, uh, like blur out the the faces. But I would have been happy for you that you made national television. They would have found like oh, your yeah. Pokemon cards or something. Oh or... yeah, Pokemon. Pokemon. Uh, but but th- so so everything's surprisingly, everything is all uh, prospectively uh, great for me and, and never better. Dennis, how you doing the last seven? Um better i think things are slowly progressively getting better i'm not walking on like a tightrope all day every day so it's it's getting i don't know it's hard to get it's hard to say it's hard to gauge you know but it's i i feel like it's getting better um i don't know my dad got his second vaccine yesterday and my mom has gotten her first already 
So that gives me a little peace of mind that they're they're going to be okay, that they finally got the vaccine. Um, other than that, not much. I've been talking with James a lot, playing in Minecraft, and still watching Disney movies. I watched the new Tom and Jerry movie. It's, I don't know. It's 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 lighthearted. It's kind Who, of funny. who's who's the actor in that? Oh, it's got uh, Chloe Grace Mar- Martez. Martez. Okay. Like, I like her. I think she's a great actress. She's been around for a while since she was. Like, she was. Teenager. Was that the girl in Kick Ass? Yes. Yeah. That's okay. yeah. And that movie is great. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know. I'm still going and setting up the morning meetings. This morning, I walked in the rain to get to the morning meeting and set it up. That was nice and relaxing. But other than that, nothing, nothing exciting. And I just wanted to uh, to put the offer out. There. I don't know. This is actually, it's pr- probably the Paramount Plus might get mad at me saying it. But uh, if you guys want to check out Paramount Plus, Dennis and, and James, I got a subscription. So if you want to. Uh, yeah, you can put it in my phone. I'll check it out and see what's on there. <laughs> is that illegal? Do they get mad at that? I don't know. I remember when Netflix first came out or whatever with the streaming, they like came out and said like, share your password because they wanted to get yeah. everyone addicted to it it was still new sure and it they used, were like share your password. it used to be cbs access but right now if you're listening to this they might have changed it but it doesn't launch until this episode is out on the fourth oh, it okay. actually releases and up until it is only four dollars and 99 cents a month yeah and that's with no commercials um wait i have cbs is that the cbs same all access Yes, uh-huh. that yeah, is they're, the, they're rebranding it. It is the same thing, but if you wanted the deal, so you probably pay more than four ninety nine a month. What they recommend yeah. is you to cancel, have a different email address, and sign in. Like if you want four ninety nine a month, that's the only way. If you have already had it, because existing members cannot get that deal, but new members can. How long is the deal for? The, a year? The deal is, yeah, it's all year. Yep. Wow. That's so much money to save. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So, so look at, look into that. And I have a feeling it's going to be past March 4th that they're having this. But we're here to help, right? Yep. Help people save money, stay yep. sober. I'm kind of excited about the whole Paramount thing. Because, like, Paramount has, like, a huge library of good movies. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping they do kind of like HBO Max did. They put a, a Eternal Classic movie. So there's tons of like just legendary classic like cinema on there. And I hope they do it with Paramount too. Put like their whole backlog on there. They're doing that. And also the new reboot. If you're a Frasier fan, I know they have a reboot of Frasier. Dude, that's really? going on there as well. <laughs> reboot meaning like another season essentially. Just oh, really? like how Mad About You did it a while ago. Murphy okay. Brown did it. Full House um, did it. And... Yeah. So, and then I'm a huge fan of Real World. It was actually not to toot my own horn because I guess there's not a horn to toot, but I was almost cast on Real World twice. I wouldn't and... tell people that. That's, huh? Why? Yeah, that's something, that's something huh? you say for your, your fourth step and your sponsor. Is that you it? Don't tell the world. That's too much. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Let's put it this way. I would have definitely remember, had a much worse life if remember, they cast me on the show. Remember Puck back in the 90s? <laughs> yeah. There was a character named Puck there that was obviously... I hope he made it into the rooms. Uh, I hope he's doing okay. <laughs> I don't know. If he, I don't know. I actually... Oh, yeah. I, 
I saw him on TV like 10 years ago, but the first season of Real World, they're actually rebooting with those initial first cast members really? back in there. So, yeah, so they're doing seven hours of a show. Oh, God. So that's that's going to be a mess. Like a season. A miss? I don't know. I mean, they're probably grown up now. They're not in their 20s. They're not crazy. They're so still, it's probably going to be They're cool. still yeah. probably a mess because there's nothing worse than when people used to be famous and then they're not. And the, the trials and tribulations that they went through in between 19, that was that 92 and yeah. 2021. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's th- that's almost 30 years. I mean, just think of the, the trials and tribulations we've gone through since, in that time period. <laughs> Even in the last 77 episodes. Holy cow. Right. We were different people. I liked you guys back then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I, kidding. I, I didn't. <laughs> I still like James. I still like James quite a bit. Oh, thanks um, so much. Yeah, you're welcome. So is it, should we transition into the, the meat and potatoes of this speaker meeting podcast? Yeah, my birthday. Oh, we're still doing that? We're still still doing it. Oh, so okay. let's talk about how this came up. Uh, it was a conversation and text that T, Dennis, James, and I were on. And Dennis, why don't I let you, uh, you take it, how you came up with the topic? Well, T sent like a group text to us three, and she got invited to speak on a a zoom meeting i think out of new hampshire or something like that that's and, correct yeah they told her to invite whoever they wanted or whoever she wanted so she reached out to us and invited us three to join her in the speaker meeting and i think james and mike both agreed to do it i backed out because of my anxiety i'm not quite there yet um but I'm not opposed to speaking. I've done it plenty of times. Um, so then in that same text string, Mike asked, like, well, should our topic be this week? And because that was fresh and on my mind, I was like, why don't we talk about speaker meetings? We've never done that. And I think it's an integral part of recovery for like us sharing our experience with others helps us. But it also a lot of times we do speaker meetings and rehabs and stuff like that. So it's like the first seeds being planted or their first introduction to people who are out there struggling still of to show them that there is a way out, you know, and, and I think it's a great topic to talk about. Can we start maybe with you, James, talking about the first time that you spoke, like you were asked to speak and, and uh, how that went or even the first time you went to a speaker meeting? Whichever way you want to take it. Well, I'll just start with, um, you know, when I first came into the rooms, I would go to uh, different meetings, but I really felt connected when I would hear a speaker tell their story. And I would see like the kind of crummy person that they used to be. And through the help of the program, they really changed their life around. And I could see the joy in their voice. And um, that was the first time I could really be like, oh, man, this program really does work. What do I have to do to to get to that point? And I'd be like, well, I I've, and then you can identify with the people like, oh, I've done that. And then I think the first time you identify with someone, you're just like, holy cow, there's other people who, who have felt like that, who've done that. So I think speaker meetings are so important to getting into people's um, soul and really letting people know that they are not alone 
that now that they've found AA, they can really start to connect with people who have been where they've been and, and really rise up from the ashes. And I'll, I'll go on to say that the first time speaking, I was terrified of speaking. I, in fact, I think I would ultimately, I would remember my sponsor telling me like, oh, you've almost got three months. You're going to have to speak soon. I remember getting drunk because I did not want to speak. And um, I didn't know how often to do it, but it was something that was always on my mind. Like I was terrified of speaking to people. And, um, you know, after I had my spiritual experience and I went through the steps uh, in 2017, you know, I that fear kind of dissipated. And the first time I spoke was coincidentally uh, from my wife had asked me to go to a rehab and speak. And at first I was scared, but then I was like, man, these people are in a rehab. They have less time than I do. And they're, they're just trying to, to make it. So I went, I shared my story and I had a couple people come after the meeting, shake my hand and said, thank you so much. You know, you really helped me out. Thank you for coming in here. And, um, you know, after that, it, it got a little easier each time. The best part about a speaker meeting is for me, because I don't plan it. Um, I invite God, the Holy Spirit, into my heart before every speaker engagement. And I say, God, let your words flow through me. Let someone in here hear what you want them to hear through me. And I thank God in advance, and then I just go. And sometimes, like the first time I did it, I, I was like, man, I think I, I spoke way too long on what it was like and not a, enough about what it's like now. And um, I, I remember talking to Danny, your grand sponsor, De, um, Dennis, and uh, he's like, you know what? Don't even sweat it. That's exactly what you needed to hear. That's exactly what they needed to hear. That's what he said. And um, don't think about it one more time. Each time you speak, it's going to be a little different. Uh, just be honest, heartfelt, and uh, do the best you can. So it's been very helpful for me. And I always like to try tie in any engagements with what's going on with me now, what it's like now, like, and try to uh, bring something to the to the forefront that is happening to me in this in this day, in this hour. It really helps. Yeah, you know, I. I'm trying to think of the first time that I spoke at a meeting and I'm pretty sure it was at like a night pool meeting and probably like within my first year, right around my year anniversary. Cause in that meeting is basically like once you get a year, you like speak, tell your story. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, um, but I was thinking and like, I remember like the first few times that I spoke, I think me and you, James, shared together like our speaking hour yeah right like i like i would share like a half hour you would share a half hour because our anniversary were like days two. apart that's we did that on year two so we were each getting our year our second year medallion okay so then i i then the year before that i did speak by myself yeah but i i remember also that uh you were talking about the rehabs where like T-Bird used to have a commitment like every week on Thursday, she would go to this rehab. The, it used to call, be called, uh, 
I don't know. We called it strawberry or whatever because it was uh, Daryl Strawberry like owned the rehab or something, and then yeah, it's, it's called, called Blackberry. Black yeah, and so I remember I would go with with T to do that that thing, and I had like the same experience that you had. Like I was scared and nervous, obviously, to do it. But in in like that setting, it's it's almost where you can kind of see the miracle happen because you're there with a bunch of people that are like struggling. Half of them don't want to be there. And the others just are looking for some kind of way out of where they are. And so as you're telling your story, you can kind of see the, the few people that like are not there and they get up and leave and whatever. But then there's a few people that like hang on every word you say and then come up at, to you afterwards and stuff and start talking about how they relate to you and like what they're going through and stuff like that. And it's, you can really see the effect, um, even more so than speaking to like your home group who, you know, everyone and a lot of people have years and years of sobriety and stuff, Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's invaluable, you know, and it, it makes when you hear their stories too, like are the people in the rehab still struggling a good reminder of like oh i remember those days and and they suck you know yeah for sure i think without speaker meetings i probably i don't know it sounds dramatic right like i wouldn't be here today uh but i think my story would be a bit different because the very first meeting that i went to was a speaker meeting and my coworker brought me in and i've told this story a bit before I don't remember everything that was told, but I do remember uh, feeling like I could relate to the guy that was speaking. This guy, Jonathan, is probably 15 years older than me, maybe 20 years older. And he talked about how whenever there was a party at his house, he would be the one to clean up and offer to clean up. Cause then he would finish everybody else's drinks that they left <laughs> oh my and he screwed up once. Cause he was so drunk after cleaning up everything that one of the last bottles that was completely full, he put it to the side and he was so psyched cause he's like, this is almost a full bottle. So he was going to, you know, close out the night and sip on the bottle. And he was so drunk at the end that he knocked the bottle over and it fell into an ashtray. And before he could grab it, the majority of the bottle of beer like, was everywhere. And he's like, oh, my God. And it was one of those really deep ashtrays. And he said it probably had something like 40 to 50 cigarette butts in it. And it was just floating. And he's like, I got to have this. So he took out the spaghetti strainer and he strained out the beer. And then oh, he drank the no. beer. And oh, God though, bless his soul. Though I didn't do that without him sharing that, as far as the cleaning up aspect, I would always offer to have parties at my house. And the reason was twofold because then I could have everybody come to me and I wouldn't have to worry about driving drunk. And two, that odds are, even though I, I always joke around, you know, somebody's an alcoholic if they come to your house with like a six pack or a 12 pack and whatever beers they don't actually drink, they take with them at the end. Cause supposedly normies, they bring a 12 pack to your house. They usually leave that for like the host. 
and yeah. that didn't make any sense because they're normal <laughs> <laughs> so i always thought it was like so funny uh listening to it and identifying the fact that yeah like i i cleaned up and uh and i did that and it uh because at the time I don't know if I fully, I knew I believed that I had a drinking problem, but the definition of an alcoholic that I couldn't actually drink ever, 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 ever again, um, I didn't buy into. And it wasn't until I was, I did a 90 and 90, and then I started another 90 and 90, and I was first asked to speak, and I wasn't yet, uh, I didn't do my step five yet. And in my home group, that's what you needed. You did, it didn't matter how much time you had but you had to do a step five to be before you could actually speak. And it was uh, Super Bowl Sunday at my office at the radio station in Burlington, Vermont, that my speaker, uh, my sponsor came and I did my fifth step. And then that next week on Wednesday night, um, I was asked to speak because my other there was a lot of alcoholics that were in the program in the rooms that I worked with and her name's crystal. She said, Hey, so did, how did it go? You, you did your fifth step. And I said, yep, I did it. And she goes, great. You're speaking Wednesday. Nice. So I had two days. That was Monday. She said that. And I had to speak Wednesday and I was so nervous. <laughs> and just like, just like you were saying, I had to, uh, the, the meeting was different than the one that you, that you two both like split in half. It was basically set up where they would do the opening readings. Then the um, chairperson, which was the person who asked me to speak, my friend Crystal, she introduced me and I spoke for about 40 minutes. So it left about 10 minutes for people to identify after about like what they got from it. And the good majority of because I didn't have much solution outside of that spent let me see September October November December January so like five and a half months I spent without drinking and getting to step five that was pretty much it so I could talk about the the start of having a connection to my higher power but that was all and I told the story that I never told before at that meeting and my sponsor pulled me aside and said yeah that's probably just fourth step fifth step stuff you know, and you don't need to share that every single time. But um, that was what actually people came up afterwards and said, yeah, like I've done that, too. You know, I've I've forgotten that the my friend that was hang I was hanging out with that that girl that was also at the party was his wife, not just a friend. You know, and when you, you know, made out with her, that probably wasn't appropriate when you were drinking, you know. And it's all stuff that if I didn't say it, maybe they wouldn't have flashed back to that moment. So uh, I think the main part about going to speaker meetings is trying to see what I can identify. And it, it throws me back in time, whether it's drunk log or solution, whatever is said is, is what's supposed to be said there with that. Um, I think it's like, like, I think speaker meetings are so important to our three recoveries that when we decided to do this podcast that was one of the first ideas that we had is that we wanted to have people come on and tell their stories and personally i think some of our best episodes are when we have people we know come on and share their stories because i personally get more out of 
hearing them tell their stories than hearing me just ramble about Minecraft so all the time. It's also a lot easier, right? Because <laughs> we could just actually just sit, sit there back and relax. I actually witnessed Dennis eat an entire bag of popcorn in a sitting, mm-hmm. and, and James a big and James made an entire chicken parmesan, which he offered us none. I remember that. Yeah, remember when we had our studio and we had our personal chef? Oh, yeah, he would always make frittatas. Yeah, that was loudly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, if you're getting free food and from your personal chef, you got to kind of let them be as loud as they want. And it was kind of our fault, right? I mean, who puts an entire griddle grill right in the center of a studio? If, you if know, you're still, if you're going to do it, do it big. I'm in the in the firm belief that we should start doing speaker meetings. Or having a speaker on our podcast um, once a month. I think that will help us. Um, we'll hope yeah. you might, you know, you can relax one week. We can relax a little bit. And we can get a little, you know, refresher of what it's like for other people. Yeah. Well, I think it's like, you know, I mean, we're kind of going behind the scenes here. But I think, like, we were doing pretty good with the speaker meetings. And then, obviously, COVID happened. So it's been sure. really hard to get people to like find the time to like connect with us and do it because we haven't seen a lot of people. But I, I noticed a lot like um, things in the morning meeting this week seem to be going back to normal. Some of the people that I haven't seen in a year, I'm seeing um, Jack Quinn or Jack, uh, one of our our good old timers that has been around for years he's got like 50 something years he's a snowbird and we haven't seen him in a year and he showed up in the in the meeting this morning from so he just came back to florida from up north so you know i i think as as in the next month or two i think as things get back to normal we'll be able to do a lot more of the way we used to do it you know together and speakers and stuff yeah, now that I think of it, we weren't having people remotely join because we weren't sure how the audio connection. Was. Yeah, we had that robot episode that one time. Remember that? Yeah. I feel so bad. That was Paul. We- oh, Paul and <laughs> Rebecca, Paul. I believe. Paul and Jessica. Jessica. Yeah. Jessica. You were close. Yeah, I was close. I mean, same amount of syllables. There was an Ica in there. Right. There was an Eka. Eka and yeah. an Eka. Uh, pretty, pretty solid. So, uh, the upcoming, I guess, uh, virtual Zoom that we're doing, do you, do you plan out what you're going to say ahead of time, James? I know you touched on it a little bit and, and just let your higher power do it, but even early on, did you like make notes before you had to speak of like where what, things you wanted to hit? No, never. Never did. No, I, I no. Like early on, my sponsor told me specifically not to do that. Mm. He told me, like, you know your story, right? So when you go in and tell your story, you can't mess it up. So just go with what the heart is, you know, tell them like how it's been, what it what happened and how it's now. And just right. And ultimately, ultimately, no one knows if you're off a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. And if you miss a date wrong or an age wrong or something, it's not really that important. The um, only thing I get is like, you know, T-Bird coming up to me. It's like, yeah, I think your dates are a little off. You were uh, in the hospital like a year before you said that. I was like, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> but like my, the more I tell my story, though, it's kind of developed almost into a formatted story where I have pretty much the same beginning and the same end. 
and then I'll share on different parts of my story in there because, you know, it's trying to squeeze like 20 years of active alcoholism and addiction into like an hour is hard. So you can only like touch on, you can't tell every story that you have. So it kind of changes to whatever I'm inspired at that moment. Yeah. Right or wrong. I think, um, when we do, uh, speak in that zoom, James, if it's okay with you, I think I'm just going to tell Dennis the story as my own because I feel like I know it well enough. You should. And James, I would like for you to tell mine. And then maybe T can tell yours. Thoughts? Okay. There, there's an episode yes. idea. We all do each other's stories and tell them from memory uh, as if we're each other. I think I'm going to vibrate on the banana portion for about five minutes with Dennis's story. Yeah. That's my favorite that part. One of, it's one of the most important parts. That, like, if you want to talk about bottom, when you're you're, you're too you're, sick and mentally ill to leave the couch that you subsist off of bananas for, like, months on end. That's And you put the stickers all over your shirt. I did. That's, that's always have. my favorite part of every, any story. If all you eat is bananas, then, I mean, that's why I love the movie Pretty Woman, you know? Yeah. All the banana eating. I have a little canister. I don't know if I still have it or if I threw it out, but I had a little canister where I collected all the banana stickers. So I should like I have a like a bunch of banana stickers. Like some of them are cool though because they have like they like go through phases when they're marketing movies where you'll get like minions on the banana mm. stickers or like Frozen or something is, like that. Does Chiquita actually have the market cornered, or is there another banana company? There, I think Dole still does bananas, uh, Dole does? but Chiquita is the big one, obviously. Like, is, they're the ones that own all the plantations down in South America and stuff. Is Dole, was that Bob Dole's family? Is that how he came to have money? Do you know? I want to say no, but I can't honestly say. I Do mean, you know, like, James? You're very knowledgeable. Bob Dole. Bob Dole's getting mad here. Yeah. Bob Dole. I, you, your impersonation of, I, I wish he didn't, he's probably passed away by now, right? I don't think so no we actually don't know much about bob dole no i mean it's that's kind of before our time really mm. just just before our time yeah that's that's too bad is there anything else you guys want to talk about with speaker meetings about how important they are we oh just that dennis should rethink and join the defective characters on this pod on this uh speaker engagement coming up i i when is it it's this upcoming monday you know what I thought would be funny, James? Because he, he doesn't want to do it. We should say, yeah, this is our experience, strength, and nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all are going to, like, peer pressure me into doing this thing, aren't you? Zingo. <laughs> Zingo. That's what, we're, that's what we're trying to do. Um, but, well, I'm excited we'll to actually you. do that and also to, uh, to talk about it next week. Uh, speaker meetings obviously important and uh you know we'll we'll keep coming back just to speak about the the three of us anything and, else james and next week we'll get you a speaker so you don't have to listen to us oh that's nice oh don't, don't quote me on that we nah, don't have it's already quoted up. it's already quoted it's too late and plus dennis now that you brought it up you're the one that's going to find the speaker thank you buddy yeah thanks dennis we'll be back next thursday sharing our experience strength and nope <laughs> with you on episode 78 where the defective characters entirely reddit have all these character defects from it remember okay this is a stretch you can't spell speaker without peak and that's what you need to hit 
to enjoy sobriety. Yeah. See, see you next time. You guys should you guys should, you should come up with these. <laughs> Did you make that one it's up? It's too much work. Yeah, nobody says that. I've never heard that either. <laughs>